Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by Courtney Krieger, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. How's it going today, Courtney? It's good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Tell us, and uh, I guess our traditional podcast format, give us your, kind of your 15 second elevator pitch um, about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, long story short, I'm sure we'll get into kind of how it all started, but I own a web design agency and we specialize in helping mostly female entrepreneurs and online course creators with their Kajabi and Show It websites. I love doing it. Um, It's crazy how it all started, but we are on year three of building the web design agency. I love it. Well, you you segued perfectly because we do like to find out how, in (laughs) fact, did it all start? Yeah. So again, like I think everyone's story you, you know, you don't see it when you're in it. And I think that's a big point for people wanting to start. It's so hard to see the unknown and dive into the unknown. You're like, oh my gosh, is this going to work? Who knows what's going to happen? And I think my journey, there was a lot of pivotal moments, but looking back, all the dots connected. And so it really started for me, the entrepreneurial spirit started in 2014 when I joined um, an MLM group. That's really what started it. Uh, I love the atmosphere. I loved people wanting to continue to grow and improve themselves and help other people. And so from that start, I knew like this was it. I knew I was going to do something. I actually went the fitness route first, personal training, and then tried the nine to five working at Kajabi. And then after that, I just said like nine to five wasn't me. I couldn't fit in. Like something fell off. And so I tried, you know, I went to school for design and I had these skill sets that what do I do with them? I went to school for something. What do I do with it? And I started helping just like on the side people with their Kajabi and clients kept coming to me. They're like, you have a skill for design. Like you should use it. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And then I eventually leaped it. I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to try this, see where it takes me. And I think that's the biggest thing you have to release control and more so control of the outcome. I had no idea where this would take me. And I just leaped and look at where I am today. Like if you would have asked me even five years ago, what I would be doing or tell me you're going to be doing running an agency. I'm like, no way. That's too much responsibility. (laughs) But here we are today. Amazing. And I love how uh, like just one part of your journey that you just kind of flew by, but I think it's so important for our listeners to hear is like you mentioned, you started out like focusing on the fitness industry. And like that is Mm -hmm. something that like I, I think is such a huge blocker for individuals kind of wanting to jump into the space. They think like, I've got to commit to one thing. And the reality of it is, is sometimes the first thing doesn't work. And sometimes you do have to transition. Uh, Any just like any learnings from that particular journey of like starting in one area, navigating into a new area? Yeah, it was actually really hard because I had to let go, I would say part of my identity because I tied it so much to this one passion of mine. I loved fitness. I loved helping people. But I had to be okay with, hey, this might not be my passion anymore. And it's okay. Like, sure, it was successful, but it wasn't the success that it could be. And I knew that like, oh, I just, I didn't want to keep hustling for that. And so I had 
had to be okay with not caring what other, I think we put a lot of stress on what other people think. Oh, if I don't make this work, I'm a failure. And I, I had to be okay with that. Like letting go, if not this, what else could work? Right. And so that was a big pivotal moment. And I had a coach, which I highly recommend hiring a coach. Um, it truly helped me 10 X my income, but they were able to walk me through like, it's okay. If this doesn't work out, what's the worst that could happen? This new journey doesn't work out and you go back to this, or this doesn't work out and you go back to a job. Like there's always jobs that you can go back to. This is more scary to just try it. And you always have something to fall back on. Yeah. And I love what you said, like just, just giving it a shot without necessarily being fully aware of what the outcome is. Um, I've got to ask, did you have, obviously none of us know what that outcome might look like, but did you have something in mind? Did you have like the picture painted of what you expected, like your design or your agency to be your design, I guess, service, service business? Yes and no. Cause I had this clear vision from fitness. And so having to let that go, my, like my whole vision in the future changed. So I'm like, well, shoot, like, <laughs> what does that look like now? And so I think the first couple or few months, I would say no vision. I just like leaped. My priority was making money and seeing where this went. I had to go in the weeds and just try to navigate to see where this went. I would say it was probably six months in where I could kind of like feel, okay, like this is where this could go. Now I can start dreaming big. This is what I want it to look like. Um, I think all of that can come after. It doesn't have to come first. Everyone gets to success, whatever success is. Um, everyone gets to the end in different ways. A lot of people think linear. A lot of people think differently. I knew, okay, this is where I want to go. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but that's what I'm going to do. And for me, that was financial freedom. I knew I wanted financial freedom, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. I think for a lot of people, like even if they recognize the fact that they have skills and like for you, this was design, the idea of monetizing those skills can be, uh, I don't know, like a feel like a big hill to climb. Can you share a little bit about like, like maybe just like how you got your first client, like how you, like how you managed to actually monetize a particular skill set that you had? Yeah. The sooner that you can get comfortable with rejection, the faster you'll get to where you want to be. And coming from a people pleaser, that was really hard for me. And now it's just like, you know, if you say no, okay, next one, next one, next one, um, you kind of get used to it. But I'll say my first client, I think I just reached out to her on Facebook or Instagram and simply said, Hey, I'm just starting out. Here's like, I'll give you a discounted rate um, for me to help you. How can I help you? That's the best way to ask, like, figure out your skill set. What are you good at? And then go find those people or post on Facebook. Hey, who needs help with this? Or if you know of someone, how can I support you with this? I think that's the biggest thing. Like just ask how you can help people. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, obviously getting started, no matter what your personality type is, no matter how rejection tolerant you are, comes with challenges. It comes with struggles. Uh, any like, I guess, anecdotes from your journey that you could share about like the various challenges you had to face, like getting up and running? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. 
Yeah. I want to say, I want to share that like the first two years of entrepreneurship, first two, three years are the hardest. And a lot of people don't stick it out after year one because it's so many roller coasters. It's so many. And that's where I like, I like to be transparent and not make it the shiny thing because it's hard. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And there's a lot of months where you'll go from zero months. Maybe you have a 10K month, maybe you have a 5K month. It's not this like, I'm going to hit six figures in three months. If you see someone do that, you don't know their backstory. You don't know. Maybe they had five years of marketing experience that they then use to launch their online business. And so I want to kind of share that with people because I had that. I struggled with comparison. Well, so-and-so over here is hitting this. What am I doing wrong? Uh, How come I can't do it? Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not capable. And it was simply, I had to learn what works for me. And then also really focusing on the task that drove revenue instead of consuming all this knowledge and then not executing. So I would say the biggest challenge is, or for me, was uh, the comparison and then just trusting my journey. My journey was my journey. And no matter how long it took, I knew that put my blinders on that I would get there. Yeah. Well, I think you also, from what I understand, like you had a a fairly... I don't want to call it early because also like as you mentioned success is very you know it's dependent upon the individual but like I think you had kind of a quick path to establishing your business is that correct? I mean <laughs> I w- if you're counting the dabbling years I'd probably say a good five years okay or maybe I would say maybe three four years until it finally took off because well, I had to learn like a lot of like who's my ideal client you know you have to go through all the you have to go through the foundation before you get to the next step you can't cannot skip the first part and figure like it's so messy. And then you finally find clarity, you get your groove and then things start like you have to build your audience and that takes a long time in itself. Sure. Sure. Well, I guess, let me ask you this, like when you mentioned like in the, in the beginning, financial freedom was kind of your, your initial target. Like you wanted to get yourself Mm -hmm. self-sustainable. Like how long did it take for you to actually get to that point? Because I imagine that has to be like a fuse that's lit that you're in a race to like hit before, you know, some capacity, something's going to explode. Yeah. So I would say financial freedom took me a total of four years, uh, again, counting the dabbling years, uh, because I also was 20K in debt. So I had to pay off that debt before I could even like experience, oh my God, I have no debt. I have nothing holding me back. I actually have savings. Like I can invest now. And it's crazy looking back. I just, part of me, like... I don't know. I couldn't grasp it at first. I'm like, this is a fluke. Oh my gosh. Like this isn't real. But yeah, I would probably say a good four years. Okay. So you talked a little bit about like building your audience. Um, That's something that is so huge for anyone starting out a business of any kind. Um, Maybe just tell us a little bit about like, what were your particular strategies for establishing your audience? I would say, and to this day, I still use it, but mostly Instagram and Facebook. Today, we also have Google. So like a portion of of our leads come from Google, Facebook, and Instagram. But honestly, it was just going into Facebook, like maybe Facebook groups or like ideal clients on Instagram and reaching out and having conversations with them. That's honest. Like it's not sexy. It's not fun. Um, I mean, you get to meet amazing people 
people, but it is very tedious, like going every single day, finding people that could benefit from your service and reaching out to them offering, Hey, how can I help you? I mean, it sounds like kind of like reflective of like your very first customer when we talked about that, how mm-hmm. you just like found someone you knew and started that conversation. Um, so like maybe you can tell us a little bit, like I guess kind of just give us a perspective of what your business looks like today. We've talked a lot about the design agency and like being a one-on-one service provider. Now you've mm-hmm. mentioned like I think it's kind of expanded and turned into something different. Yeah, I mean, we're still we still have the agency, we're still doing one-on-one services, but um I've also grown my template shop, which I use a big portion of Kajabi for like funnels and email marketing, all that stuff, Um, which it's amazing having everything all in one place. It keeps my brain sane. um, And it's super easy to like make changes if need be. And then like I do kind of like consulting work, which is also like I can use that through Kajabi. There's just many different things that you can utilize it for. Um, But I would say the main thing is still the agency and just specializing in web design specifically. Got it. Got it. So like, I mean, I imagine, uh, I guess what I, where I was going with that is like you, it was you and you in the beginning, like, have you grown the team at all? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's five of us now and I, I think it was about five months in, I hired my first, um, designer to help me with design projects. I had a VA, but she was kind of like helping me in and out. And so she became like fully integrated. Um, also like six months in, but that in itself hiring is in managing. I would say I didn't get into entrepreneurship to manage people. <laughs> I got in to do the fun, creative stuff. Um, but managing people is truly a skill in itself. And you, you have to just go through and learn the ups and downs and like, you will make mistakes, anything in entrepreneurship. Like there's so many mistakes that I made, but I had had to go through that to get to where I am today. And so, you know, one person turned into two. And so now we have a total of five people. And then we're also also hiring three more people within this year. Wow. Wow. And in a time to where, I mean, if, you know, if you're following, if you follow the news or the media at all, like, you know, the market is kind of in turmoil um, and you're still in the process of growing. Have you seen any impacts of like, I guess, today's kind of crazy shifting market on your business? Not so much ours, thankfully. Um, Obviously, we've had to raise our prices just because of everything going on, like just to support, you know, me, my team and like expenses going up. I think that's the biggest thing that we've noticed is just like increasing rates to provide uh, for everything else for us to keep doing what we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, pricing is such a like that's a big topic. It's a can of worms to open up. So I'm really interested, like, like, let's even just thinking back to, you know, your early days starting out, like how did you navigate pricing your, your, your service? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And one that a lot of people struggle with, you know, my biggest tips is to track your time that way, you know, and this helps you in hiring. So, you know, how long a project takes you. So for example, I charged hourly at first because I didn't have a lot of experience. I did, you know, I was kind of figuring this thing out. Um, and that's all that I could put it to. It takes me 
this long, whatever. Um, and so I tracked my time. I was eventually able to see a website takes me this many hours. So therefore I can charge this much. When it came to hiring, then I could also see, well, if it's taking me this long, I can add a little cushion because if you're the expert and you bring, you hire someone and you have to train them, you will kind of want to give them maybe five to 10 uh, extra hours of cushion because it's probably going to take you a lot less. Um, so I knew that coming in. And if something took longer, I was able to manage and look at a project, be like, hmm, like I noticed it took you this long. Where did we, where do we need help? That sort of thing. But I will say I was charging, I think it was $600 for a website. When I first started <laughs> looking back, I was definitely undercharging tremendously, but I had to start, right? I had to gain that confidence and that's okay. If you're just starting out and you charge lower to build up that confidence, that's okay. And even doing something for free for a testimonial, highly recommend doing that as well. But as the years went on, we slowly increased our prices based off of the demand. So you always kind of want to look how many, what's the percentage of people saying yes versus no. And we like our percentage rate was like 80, 90% yes. And so that's not always the best. That sounds great. Um, but if you have that many people saying yes, it usually means your prices are too low and you want to come down and kind of meet that like 50% mark because then that means like you value yourself and what you provide. Um, you have people saying no, you have people saying yes, and you're really attracting your ideal client. And I would say we don't charge hourly anymore. We more so go based off of skill. There's so many things, skill, expenses, time it takes us. Um, and then also the value of a website. If you spend 5k on a website and that website makes you 10k or even 50k, you've already made your ROI. And so look at the value versus, oh, how long does it take you? Yeah, I love that. Um, maybe you can give us like a little bit of the lay of the land in terms of like the digital products. Like, I don't, are they strictly resources or do you also sell entire digital products in their entirety? Um, like freebies and stuff? I guess just across the board. Like what? How, how are you utilizing? I know you mentioned digital. You have stuff on Kajabi to kind of support your business from a resource standpoint. Do you also sell digital products of any kind? Yeah. So a couple things. Um, I have freebies, which like just a free PDF in exchange for email. Um, and then I also have a course, like a Kajabi course for our clients. So anytime they finish up a project with us, I give them access to that course to walk them through their like my trainings that I've done for them just to help them support or help support them maintenance wise. Um, and then the templates, I would say that's more so digital products where someone buys a Kajabi template, they get it through their email and they're able to do it themselves. Okay. Very nice. And so when did the, I guess, when did the templates come into play on the journey? Um, I would say probably not till a year later. Okay. Yeah. I had to, I knew that, and it's still such a passion of mine. I love creating templates, but I know that our biggest money generator is the agency. And so I think that's another tip to share when you're first starting out. If, yes, you want to do your passions, but you also have to make money because then money can support your passion later on. And so do the thing that's going to bring you in the most revenue um, and then finalize. Tweak that over and over again until 
until it's perfected. I mean, nothing's perfect, but for me, I know that I need to perfect the agency to make sure we are providing the best customer service, the best outcome before I venture into something else that's going to take up more of my time. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more like, you know, you mentioned you didn't when you first started, you didn't have the full vision in place, but like, what is kind of, uh, did you ever expect to see yourself like kind of running a mini empire of, you mentioned you have five people bringing on three more in the near future. Like that's, that's a big crew for all intents and purposes for any individual to be, you know, to leading with an agency. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. Absolutely not. I thought it was just going to be me and maybe a VA. Like I said, I'm so blessed and fortunate. I did not see this coming, um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Any, uh, any, I guess, downsides of like, we, we, we think a lot about like the, you know, the positive factors and we talk about those, which we should, because there are many, you have like, you've maybe hit your financial freedom, but like, what have been like some of the struggles associated with the success that you've had? I would say the first year I hustled a lot. So part of that came, didn't having a social life, but I was okay with that because I saw it as if I hustled for a year to, you know, how much can I get done in six months to a year to then have more freedom later? I think, you know, as a business owner, there's lots of responsibility and managing a team comes with a lot of responsibility too. And you really have to, it challenges you to grow as a person. I had to learn how to manage people. I had to learn how to take responsibility for everything that happened falls on me. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress. Like I'm a perfectionist. And I also had to learn how to, you know, let go of the reins a little bit and be okay with mistakes happening. Um, and knowing like mistakes are going to happen. We will fix it. We'll figure it out as we go. You know, there's lots of ups and downs as a business owner, like you, have great clients, you have other clients that, you know, can maybe be a a little bit of headache. Everyone's going to go through that. And I think just know that don't take it personal because you don't know what's going on in their life and they could just be taking it out on you. Uh, I've had to learn that, not to take things personal and just really balance work and life and time management, I would say. Being like a self-starter, time management as a creative can be hard sometimes. Yes. I think it's funny. There's uh, I don't know if this is a saying or not, but I'm going to call it a saying is like everyone uh, when they work a traditional job, they talk about how terrible their boss is. But when you move into this world, it's like you really have 10 bosses. Instead, you're trading one for, you know, however many clients you have uh, have to navigate. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting how like the dynamic and the challenges shift. But um, back to kind of just the success of this, like anything that like you're willing to share in terms of like the success you've had and like how far you've come over the course of these last several years. Anything like specific? Yeah, anything. I mean, well, anything that you want to, because I know everyone defines success differently. Maybe for you, success is like I now have eight people who do all the work and I sit around and do nothing. Or maybe success was a number. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe success was a number you hit. Whatever that, that I guess that whatever the success metric turned out to be for you. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, when I first started, I thought success would be when I hit my first six figures. And then guess what? That happened and nothing changed. And so I learned throughout this process, I thought what I thought was success actually ended up being something completely different. And I like, I have no desire to grow to seven figures. Like numbers is just a number. And to me, 
for me personally, and that's great for people who want to do that. Awesome. Um, I think for me, success means being able to have financial and time freedom. You know, my family lives back in Nebraska. And so that time freedom means being able to take off on a Wednesday. If I have a family emergency, I definitely had that a year ago. I had to drop everything and leave. I had to go back home for a couple months out of the year. And like my team was able to take care and support me. And that to me was, wow, I couldn't have done this at a nine to five. I would have had to quit and I would have been jobless. Um, I think that's huge. And just being able to live a comfortable life. And that to me is success. Like working Monday through Friday, being able to take a day off, not working weekends, being able to go buy a dress if I want to and not have to worry about finances or go on a vacation. Like I think that's what success is to me and having like being surrounded by people who truly love you. Yeah. Well, tell us like, what would have, what do you think uh, has changed as a result of you going on this journey? Like, would you have otherwise been just in the nine to five path or would that, that probably never would have worked out for you? (laughs) I honestly don't know. I, you know, I, I tried nine to five, I tried other jobs and it just never clicked for me. I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't here. I'd probably honestly find another route in entrepreneurship. That's probably, I'd find something either way. I'd find something to make it work because I love just the environment. And I think I've grown tremendously as a person. Like I said, it challenges you to grow so much outside of your comfort zone. It's hard. It's definitely hard. You you'll cry. (laughs) You'll have good days, bad days, whatever. But if you're able to learn from your experiences and mistakes, like I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, but I'm able to like, Ooh, I'm able to respond a lot better to that than I was two years ago. Just like moments like that, where you can see your growth. I think that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. So I guess that anything kind of new or next on the horizon for you that uh, you wanted to shout out? Yeah. I mean, it's, we're still growing the agency, but I think within the next year, really growing the template shop, you'll see a lot more templates, which I'm so excited about um, in Kajabi and show it uh, because you can use them together. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing um, that will be coming up. Nice. Well, for anyone who's interested in kind of uh, checking out uh, your, your products, learning more about you, where's the best place for them to find you? I would say either website, CourtneyMarieCo.com or my Instagram, CourtneyMarie.me. That's where I hang out the most and send me a message. I'll respond to you. Awesome. Well, we'll of course have that in the show notes for you. Um, With that said, uh, thanks again for taking the time to join us today, Courtney. It was a true pleasure like hearing about your, your journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah, thank you. This is so much fun. Well, that's all we have for you today. We will look forward to seeing you all next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.